Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Guys, we are back again for another episode of Crime on Tap. I cannot believe it. I, How, do you believe it? I think we're like slowly, very slowly figuring this out. <laughs> very slow. Emphasis on very. Between the both of us, the editing process is painful. It, it takes... I've been working on our... The episode that you just listened to. I'm currently working on it. I'm <laughs> rounding week two on it. It's it's a good thing that we're like ahead of schedule. So before we dropped the podcast, we had two or three episodes done to give us time to, you know, post on social media the little that we do post. <laughs> and so ultimately <laughs> to edit these damn podcasts. Like I appreciate people so much more that edit them and pump them out and people that edit videos and all that stuff i'm just editing in general it's so like tedious and yes it, it it really is and especially when you're editing audio files like when you're editing audio files <laughs> you're looking at a line and mm-hmm. we both have come to the realization that we can spot the ums as like a wavelength in the audio files like i know what it looks like now so i can just edit it out <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't have to listen to it yeah but guys thank you so much for the support on our first three episodes and we hope you enjoyed our last episode which was a two-parter it was a spicy one wasn't it megan yes oh my gosh we had a lot to say a lot to unpack it was nuts yes so guys if you're loving what we're putting out there be sure to follow us on instagram you know we tried twitter but twitter just ain't it so we're sticking with instagram (laughs) we just like to put out the content and hopefully people will listen to it so Mm -hmm, because we're having fun you know exactly that's all that matters is that we're having fun drinking and talking about murder speaking of drinking cocktails what are you drinking sean well megan you know it's friday 2 p.m it's (laughs) happy hour so today i have a little mixture that you might remember from fourth of july 2020 when we were drunk off our asses on my little seltzer cocktail that i made so today i have a seltzer mixed with watermelon lemonade mio with some vodka and also a little splash of blue carousel. Ooh, you little chemist. I know. And actually it's like 60 degrees here. So I feel like I'm like on the beach, soaking Mm -hmm. up the sun, drinking my little fruity cocktail. For Christmas, my partner and I, we got patio furniture. We have a little tiny balcony and we got to put that out because I want to sit out there and soak up the sun before second winter comes. (laughs) I have another Costco special. Um, They can't sell liquor at Costco. So what they do is they have what wine cocktails that are very high in alcohol for what they are. This is 13% and it's a knockoff of Bailey's Irish cream. So it's like Kirkland Irish cream wine cocktail. And oh I put it in my coffee. 
perfect. You get the caffeine boost and you get a little tipsy. Yes, I I'm loving it so far. It tastes good. That's a good, good that's a good afternoon drink. Because mm-hmm. I drink coffee, as we know, way into the afternoon. So <laughs> I do too. I can drink it like any time of day and still sleep at night. I used to be like that pre-pandemic, but you know. So guys, I hope you're grabbing your drinks as well and tuning in to our episode today. Megan, do you want to tell everybody what we have in store for them? Yeah, so we are mixing it up a little bit. We've done a lot of true crime, mm-hmm. murder. So now we're going to our conspiracy part of the podcast yes and working on a conspiracy that came to light about two years ago but is people are still talking about it that mattress firm is a money laundering front okay megan i need you to tell everybody i i am very passionate about this conspiracy i brought it to light about a couple years ago to our friend group and i this is one of the conspiracies that i believe but after diving into it my thought might have changed yeah learning about the history of mattress firm and kind of all of the companies that circle around them mm-hmm. i would say definitely not 100 percent kosher though they, <laughs> they have they have some skeletons i would say yeah there's definitely reasons to believe why it's a conspiracy and why yeah, we're talking about it today. It's not quite as a reach as people would think offhand. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be diving into that today. Guys, buckle up, grab your drinks, and let's get right into the episode. So first we want to give an overview of Mattress Firm. Um, they're an everyday mattress store that you would see in a shopping center, or sometimes they have their own stores. Get this statistic, okay? This, this blew our minds. This is where you guys are going to be like into this conspiracy. Where it kicks off and you're like, okay, maybe there's something here. There are 16,000 plus mattress stores and only about 15,000 Starbucks in the United States. Okay. <laughs> like that's suspicious enough. Like I drink coffee, I would say three times a day i have yet to buy a mattress in my lifetime i've gotten (laughs) i'm serious i've only gotten hand-me-downs or like when i moved in with my partner he already had a bed so i just Mm -hmm. you know like and well the one of the things that we learned as well that the average american buys a new mattress every seven to ten years yes That's a huge amount of time to be buying a product. Like you think about groceries, people are constantly replenishing groceries or even iPhones break down faster than mattresses. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it makes you think like, well, first of all, who would want to go into business of a mattress company? I mean, have you ever moved a mattress? It is a bitch. Nobody wants to move a mattress these days. So why would you want to open a mattress company? Also, when you see that statistic, seven to 10 years, somebody's buying a mattress. How are they profitable? How are they making money? I just, I can't fathom why people would even want to open a mattress company. Right. Like what I was thinking was like, you know, a furniture store that sells mattresses, at least you have other stuff to sell, mm-hmm. but just, it just mattresses. Like, I don't know how many people nowadays... I, Mostly people order online, but if you go into a mattress store, even past one, all there is mattresses. There's like not even art hanging on the walls to make it (laughs) nice. Like I don't even see any workers. Like it's just barren. It's empty. It's like basically just posters of like 90% off or buy five mattresses, get one free family discount like it's just like ads on their walls oh yes i know what you're talking about you're so right like those huge like they're always like red and yellow because those are attention (laughs) colors yes and it always looks like it's going out of business because of those signs (laughs) and also especially with mattress firms the front is always windows 
there's always mm-hmm. f- floor to ceiling windows and you can always see right in there and especially at mattress firm you never see anybody in them nope and we're also talking about this too especially with going hand in hand with the you know current health crisis going on is that they are so not sanitary we were talking about everyone's asses are laying on those mattresses to try them out and how do you clean a mattress like that like cleaning a countertop with some you know sanitization wipes is one thing but how do you sanitize a mattress i know there's like fabric spray sanitizing sprays out there but i honestly don't trust them especially in a pandemic who's going to lay their head on a bed that someone else's head has been on. Nobody's doing that. And somehow they're surviving the pandemic. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ha- they have yet to close their doors, so. <laughs> so also, we learned that the owners of Mattress Firm were recently acquired in 2016 by a company called Steinhoff International. They're based out of South Africa, and they are the second largest furniture company uh, next to Ikea. Interesting facts about Steinhoff is they've had their own little scandals that we'll get to later in the episode, but they are not the uh, most kosher company uh, with their accounting, should we say, Megan? Yes, we sh- we should, and we did say that. <laughs> so yeah, Steinhoff is really interesting. And mm-hmm. one of the parts of the conspiracy, which we'll go into a little bit more in a second, is that the mat- there's so many mattress firms so close to each other. Yes. Like you can look at, for instance, a really populated area like Manhattan. They're 300 feet from each other, but they're all mattress firm. And we thought that was so crazy. So we looked into that a little bit too. And in 2015, they bought out a bunch of competitive mattress firms, or not mattress firms, a bunch of competitive other mattress. Competitors. Yes, competitors. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And instead of converting those storefronts consolidating they just like flip that brand and they just put a mattress firm sign up so if there was like a sleepies next to a mattress firm next to a i don't know tom's sleep corner or something (laughs) mattress firm that's not real (laughs) mattress firm (laughs) bought them all out they just put mattress firm on the signs and they you know they could have easily just not put their you know they could have bought out sleepies that's 100 feet from their other location and just like let the lease go up or, you know, run it for a year and then after the year, just let it go. Or if they owned the, the building, they could have just sold it. But no, they put another storefront up. It's crazy when it, you guys right now go on your phones and Google Maps, mattress firms. I mean, if you're out in the boonies, yeah, you might have one mattress firm. But if you are in a big city or like a small like town, Google Maps mattress firm right now and let us know how many mattress firms are in your area. In my area, there's only one. So conspiracy's dead. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But some of you may find that there might be five mattress firms within like a five mile radius. And it sounds crazy, but it's legit. Look it up. Yeah. Where (laughs) I am, it's pretty I'm not going to say word. I hate that word. I I can't say it. It's uh, less populated. I mean, I have some in like the outlying towns, but not like so close to each other. Like they're all in one street in more populated places. And the average mattress costs $900 to $2,000. Like these are big purchases that people make once in a while. They're not going to need to hop to four different mattress firms and get a mattress at every place in one day. But hey, if you need a mattress, they got four different locations with five miles and you could find one. Yep. And you can lay on all the mattresses, get lice sand. <laughs> so now let's get into the conspiracy 
of it all. We are dating back to January of 2018, where this conspiracy started, which was on our favorite Reddit. <laughs> a user on Reddit posted, Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They are fucking everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once. There is no way there is such a demand for mattresses. Then he also edited the post and he said, I'm talking about multiple of the same mattress stores all in close proximity to each other, not different mattress companies. Like if there were four different companies all next to each other, I get that. But these are the same company, hence mattress firm. Take a look at this Google Maps of three mattress firms all within 500 feet of each other. And this Reddit post sparked this controversy. Yes, and this is um, one of the ways it got really big and it was quickly deleted after it got big. Probably they were scared. They were making a bold claim and going to get sued. Probably, um, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked that Matches from reached out and was like, you better take this down. And this was the Reddit post that was used in Shane Dawson's conspiracy video mm -hmm. um, that really brought it to a whole other level of consciousness, I would say, in people's minds. Yes. So that was, um, the Reddit post was in January of 2018. Shane Dawson was on his shit and he posted this video in February of 2018. Shane Dawson, if you guys don't know who he is, I'm sure everybody knows who Shane Dawson is. He's currently canceled, so don't cancel us, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're just reporting facts. <laughs> We're just reporting the facts, but his video really grew the conspiracy behind Mattress Firm. Their money laundering and just the overall, like, perception of Mattress Firm was tarnished by Shane Dawson's video that got 22 million views. That's 22 million mattresses that they may not sell. <laughs> That's so true. 22 million people saw it and they're like, I'm never going to Mattress Firm now. I don't trust Mattress Firm. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I trust Tom's mattresses on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's sleeping corner. Oh, Tom's sleeping corner. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever I said. That, that's mattress company I'm going to open up. <laughs> I don't know who Tom is. But... Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, for people that are wondering, because I wanted to know more about it, money laundering, what it means, the process of disguising the proceeds of crime and integrating it into a legitimate financial business. So I don't know if anyone right now, my boyfriend's watching Breaking Bad. They're doing money laundering for Walt's um, drug money. They're buying a car wash and saying, oh, all this money's from the car wash yep. because you can't use money from crimes and not get away with it. So they're filtering it through making it look like legitimate money. Yep. And the term comes from probably arguably the most famous gangster of all, Al Capone. <laughs> He did this through a laundromat, which is genius because you pay in quarters. And there wasn't credit cards back then where you have credit card slips, you know, of people giving money. Like you could say, you know, a lot of people had some dirty ass laundry and I just have, I'm living in all these coins. Like you can't trace that yeah. back. So that's where money laundering comes from because he did it in a laundromat. That's the little interesting history tidbit. And that's essentially what money laundering is. So that's basically the conspiracy behind Mattress Firm is that, well, there is like the, you know, the generic conspiracy is saying that, oh, they're hiding money in these mattresses. You know, because where's the place that people are hiding their money back in the day, should I say? They're hiding yeah. it in their mattresses. The conspiracy is more around why there are so many mattress firms in close proximity to each other when people don't buy a mattress for seven to ten years. And also mattresses are expensive. And, and why are they 
still open? How are they making money? How do they have so many stores? Where's this money coming from? Yeah. And that was another big piece of the question too. Yeah. So let's now move on to the interesting financials of Mattress Firm that honestly, we both didn't know about prior to the prior to researching this conspiracy, which I thought I was pretty knowledgeable in, but nope, I didn't know anything. We have like a broad scope of of what it is. Yep. So, okay, let's give you the guys the timeline again. January of 2018, the Reddit post was posted. February of 2018, Shane Dawson posted on his YouTube channel that got 22 million views. Now we're in November of 2018 and Mattress Firm has filed bankruptcy. One of the things they cited in the court document was that they grew too fast too quickly because they were buying out so many locations that it was kind of a miscalculation on their part that they could make all of that money back that they spent buying out all these other companies. Yep. Which, you know, that kind of makes sense because they bought all those sleepies and other competitors back in 2015. They were buying competitors before, but I'm pretty sure that was like their biggest buyout. You know, they bought out a huge company sleepies and they just took over all these storefronts and they grew too fast too quickly and they ended up closing 700 stores that were underperforming yeah and i would think that they should have i think what they did was close the stores that were really close to each other hopefully (laughs) (laughs) it didn't keep you know all of the ones that were really close to each other. <laughs> so we actually have a statement from the CEO explaining that the growing too quickly with stores in too much proximity was the reason that one of the major reasons that they were reaching out for bankruptcy and deciding which 700 stores to close. Um, he said, we knew that our unprecedented growth had led to duplicative store locations in many of our markets. Yes. So even they were aware and acknowledged the just insanity of having these stores so close to each other. Okay, but let me add to this conspiracy because those words right there, he is like acknowledging the conspiracy, basically. He's acknowledging that they have stores really close to each other. Is he just doing this as a cover-up for the money laundering business? Is he just saying, oh yeah, like we're we're going bankrupt? You know, and a lot of times companies go bankrupt. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes they go bankrupt to restructure the company, um, restructure their financing so they can get lenders and better financing. Um, so was this a tactical ploy by the CEO of Mattress Firm to like cover up this whole conspiracy that they're money laundering and their stores are too close to each other? Mm-hmm. And saying, oh, we're filing for bankruptcy. We don't have as much money as we think we do sort of thing. Also had an interesting quote that I got from an NPR interview when they confronted him about the conspiracy, the money laundering conspiracy. And he said, this is a quote, I can tell you a certainty that mattress firm is not a money laundering front. We are, however, obsessed with finding customers, the best bed at the best value. <laughs> and that, that is I'm, the creepiest quote ever. Do you get by, I, bad vibes from that? Cause I'm just like, he's like making fun of it. You know, he acknowledged the conspiracy. He said, Nope, we're here to find you a mattress. case closed i just feel like that was such a strange reaction and it just makes me feel like he's like he 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 was probably told to like deflect 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 move it on move the conversation away from the conspiracy move it on to just getting you the best bed for you yeah that definitely sounds like a deflection definitely (laughs) oh and another legal matter that mattress firm 
um, ran into, and this was prior to all this conspiracy talk. This was in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. They were suing their real estate agents for purchasing places that were out of their budget without their knowledge for their own financial gain. And they called it a nationwide bribery fraud scheme. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so that just adds to the conspiracy. Right. They're saying that they bought places outside of their budget so that they could get more from the sale sort of thing. But it could also be a backpedaling of, people questioning how did you purchase this prime spot in manhattan and they're like uh uh it um it was out of our budget kind of you know backpedaling on that so i feel like everything that happens there could be a little i don't know there could be a little inkling of something else yeah i mean if mattress firm is already shady and they have shady dealings then i'm sure the real estate agents are also shady so i'm really not shocked that this happened (laughs) i think business in general is shady every business i don't think any business unless it's like a small town you know grandma betsy bacon pies selling them on the side of the road (laughs) every business is shady well also tempur-pedic had something to say about this they were not um in favor of mattress firms shady dealings of a very similar product called therapeutic Tempur-Pedic sued and was upset with Mattress Firm for selling a competitor's brand called Therapeutic. The price point is about half of what Tempur-Pedic's cost. Yeah, it's insane. Like we looked comparing a twin bed with Therapeutic is $999 yep. and one with Tempur-Pedic is almost $1,700. So yeah, I mean, you have a customer coming in that's on a budget but they want a Tempur-Pedic, but they can't afford a Tempur-Pedic because a freaking twin bed is $1,700. <laughs> Who's coming in there to buy a $1,700 bed on a budget? Not me. So then they're like, oh, well, we actually have this other brand called Therapeutic, and it's about half the price. It's $999. And, you know, if I was Tempur-Pedic, I would be pissed. Very similar product line. And you're selling it at half the price. And so if you look at the logos, they're even similar, like Tempurpedic and Therapeutic. They each kind of have like an overarching thing over the words. Mm-hmm. Tempra and Thera are different colors than Pedic, the second half of the word. And this actually wasn't the first run-in with Tempurpedic and Mattress Firm. They also tried to sue Mattress Firm before saying that they were, after their contract had ended, that mattress firm could no longer sell their mattresses, they were selling them unauthorized. And so Tempur-Pedic and Mattress Firm have had their out, <laughs> you know. Um, but we looked on the website just, you know, doing research, and they are selling Tempur-Pedic mattresses again. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just too much to resist or, you know, they came to an impasse and decided to work together again. Yes, we are happy to report that Tempur-Pedic is back at Mattress Firm, guys. So if you're looking for a Tempur-Pedic, you know where to go. <laughs> Don't get it twisted with Therapeutic. <laughs> Honestly, Tempur-Pedic was like, shit, we're struggling in this pandemic. We need Mattress Firms back. And there are 16,000 locations. They they weren't about to sell them at the Starbucks, I guess. I Yeah, I guess not. So next we are going back to Steinhoff, um, which we mentioned to you guys, Steinhoff purchased Mattress Firm back in 2016. Steinhoff, just like Mattress Firm, has some shady accounting dealings. This is like big time shady dealings, like investigations, 
We're not talking about like you're hiding a couple hundred dollars. We're talking about billions of dollars. So Steinhoff has been under investigation since 2015 by different European agencies for their accounting practices. What came to light was in 2017, the company was found committing fraud. (laughs) (gasps) Which just adds to the conspiracy. Like there is so much fraud and shady business that it's like, they only did it to themselves. I know you're just feeding into it. (laughs) We are just eating it up. So back in 2017, they found that Steinhoff, from the years 2009 to 2017, to have $7.4 billion worth of fictitious transactions, basically meaning that the company was reporting these transactions to make it seem like they were more profitable than they were. I mean, if you're making it seem like you're more profitable, you're more appealing to shareholders, more people buy your stock, you're more appealing to lenders, more people give you financing. What do we have to say about Steinhoff and their shady dealings? Um, that they shady and Mattress Firm fits perfectly with them, I guess. <laughs> I bet they knew exactly what they were doing when they're buying Mattress Firm. They're obviously going to be buying out another shady company like themselves. Yeah, I mean, great minds think alike. So of course they're going to want to partner up. <laughs> allegedly. We have to say allegedly so we don't get sued, right? Keep saying allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> but also with this, we find that back when Steinhoff purchased Mattress Firm, they purchased Mattress Firm for billion. And analysts have said that this is found to be more than double the market value of what Mattress Firm is worth. We've also read and researched that we believe that Steinhoff did this because they were so eager to get into the American markets. Right, because they were based out of South Africa and wanting Mm -hmm. to expand. I think, this is my theory, allegedly, (laughs) that maybe Mattress Firm was doing a little bit of Steinhoff and saying they were worth more than they actually were. Mm -hmm. Just like Steinhoff was doing the mysterious 7.4 billion, maybe Mattress Firm had a mysterious, you know, 1.4 billion (laughs) that they really didn't have to make them sound more desirable. So I think that's Mm -hmm. something that could be possible. Of course, it's not proven. But I just think they're so similar situations that yeah, some something to think about. I mean, it's almost too coincidental that these two companies, Steinhoff bought out Mattress Firm, but it's like they're not buying out like a mom and pop mattress company here who have flawless financial history. But what I find interesting is like they're a furniture store like Ikea. Ikea has everything going to ikea is like going into a dollhouse (laughs) in love and going to mattress firm is sad (laughs) (laughs) and why not go into a furniture store that has the same vibe of what you're going for like steinhoff is trying to be like ikea mattress firm is just skating by (laughs) yeah and i mean like we said before it's like you look in these stores I drive past one every single day. Never any cars out there. You never see anybody in there. And it's like, who's like, wants to get up and go to Mattress Firm? Nobody. When you have the option of buying online a bed in a box delivered to your door, like, sign me up. I'm not going into Mattress Firm and laying on these mattresses. I feel like the only time I would be excited was like if I bought a new house and Mm. was furnishing it. But then I go to a furniture store. I guess that, I mean, is it just us? Like, are we too millennial (laughs) for mattresses? I don't get why people want to go to mattress firm. We're too poor to understand buying a mattress. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. I remember helping you set up your inflatable mattress at your first uh, little cottage you had (laughs) after college. Hey, it was quaint. Yes, it was very quaint. With the crackheads living next to me. 
<laughs> See, and that's why you don't know shit about mattresses. <laughs> Speaking of being millennials, we were having this discussion as we we're getting on the same page, and we kind of equated mattress stores to those catalog stores way back in the day. I don't know how old our li- well, we've looked at our analytics, and we're about the same age as our listeners, so you guys probably <laughs> remember this too. Yeah. I lived in a really small town, and. We had this, it's a flower shop now, but we had this tiny little side road. It looked like a a water pump house. And you just go in there and all there is are Sears catalogs. You just go through the catalog, you pick out what you want, and then you pick it up at the store. There was no merchandise, just catalogs. And that's what mattress firm is like. You go in there, you look at the mattresses. You're not taking those mattresses home. They're going to have a mattress shipped to them. You're going to pick it up or they're going to drop it off to you. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, 1996 catalog store. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's so crazy to think about. Like when internet wasn't really a thing and you literally, in my area, it was a JCPenney. So they had like the catalog just sitting on like a music stand basically, but on a counter and you would flip through the the catalog and you would say, I want this. And they say, okay, well put it on order for you. They call you, you come pick it up. You know, you didn't just go home and go home and order it on your your personal computer you did it at the store very similar to mattress firm where they really don't have the inventory you go down and lay on all the beds and then you say okay ship me this one and we have a lot of facts about how the mattress firm store works and how they're able to maximize profit which is really important for a business like this where people are only seeking you out seven every seven to ten years yeah Which these facts are a lot of like counterpoints to the conspiracy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like reading these facts, I was like, hmm, do I believe this conspiracy anymore? Because some of these facts were, you know, they kind of made, did make sense for a mattress company. The first point (laughs) is that mattresses are averagely marked up 50% or more, which gives them a huge profit off of what they're buying. Because like we said, the average mattress at the low end is what, $900? So you're getting... Like $450 of pure profit right there off a mattress. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, if they're making massive profits off one mattress sale, they don't need to be selling many mattresses every month to keep the doors open. Right. Like they could sell one mattress a day and they would still have enough to keep that one store afloat. Exactly. Also, another fact is that mattress mattress companies do not have a lot of overhead. Like we've been mentioning, you go to the store, you order a mattress They're not wheeling it out from the back room. More times than not, they are shipping those mattresses from other warehouses that they have. They are shipping those mattresses directly from the manufacturers. So a lot of times they have no inventory expenses. They have no cost of goods. It's all, you know, somewhat of like a drop shipping business where there's no risk. You basically went to get the sale. You ship the product from the manufacturer and you make your money. Just like a catalog store. Exactly. (laughs) and you only need one worker because you get one person a month right because you don't it's never like you know the cash registers ringing off the hook yeah you got 10 people waiting you know you don't have to staff very much and you don't need to staff people that can lift heavy things because that's being done by the delivery people yep i mean i'm sure they have like stagers who come in and like stage the stores and they travel around to all the stores and they set them up you know and also with the workers like you're saying there's probably only a couple workers, like day shift, like nine to noon, and then the next guy comes in like one to five. And these people are generally working on commission. 
So Mattress Firm is not even guaranteeing them a paycheck every every two weeks. These people are making money when they sell a mattress. It's almost like a used car dealership. Like imagine how they follow you around when you're looking for a car. Imagine you're laying on a mattress and your eyes closed and you open them and there's just a salesperson <laughs> looming over you watching you. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. I just don't feel comfortable going to a mattress store. Like I would feel pressured to buy a mattress that I wasn't comfortable, you know, sleeping on. And when you're talking about nine hundred to two thousand dollars per mattress, this is a big purchase, and you want to make the right choice. And if you're being pressured by somebody who is dependent on your sale to put food on their table, you know, it could be a very like pressuring situation. And mm-hmm. as someone like me, I don't like confrontation, and I don't like awkward situations like that so i would just say oh yeah that one's fine even though if i hated it i would still pay the two grand just because i didn't want to have that banter between somebody oh i would too and i hate disappointing people even though i could not know their name they mean nothing to me i still don't (laughs) want to disappoint them (laughs) and also what we've somewhat discovered i've read a couple articles about this where mattress firm really seeks out locations where the rent is really cheap so they might be in a less desirable location and they are understanding that they might have to sell 10 mattresses a month to keep the lights on. But hey, you're in a cheap location. You have cheap rent. You have cheap help. Uh, your store is basically an advertisement for Mattress Firm. Yeah, you know, like somebody... what we were talking about with those huge signs. Like like you can drive by six different Mattress Firms and be like, man, you know what? I really need to... You know, I'm not caring about my mattress. I'm going to go online. Like people are more buying them online. So now these mattress firms are like window shopping now. That's the other thing too. It's like, again, this is a big purchase. So people want to go in. They want to test out the mattresses. So this is where I'm like, these counterfacts are like kind of making me believe the conspiracy is false, even though the companies are shady. But yes, it's a big purchase. Most people want to go in, test the mattresses, because you're going to be having it for 7 to 10 years. Personally, me, a millennial, I just bought mine on Wayfair. But again, Wayfair has free returns. So if you want to return the mattress, you have like a certain amount of days to just return it. Again, I believe the conspiracy. Trying out mattresses at Mattress Firm is odd in the way that so many people have been on them. It's probably not going to be that comparable to what you're getting, I think. Exactly. There have been so many asses on that mattress that it's probably not as firm as the one you're going to be getting from the warehouse. Yes, exactly. That was my point. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. So many asses. So Megan, I think that rounds up the conspiracy behind Mattress Firm. What is your final thought on this conspiracy? Do you believe it? Is it debunked? What are your thoughts? Oh man, this is so hard. I don't think it's debunked because I feel like for every counterpoint, there's another counterpoint to say, well, what about this? What about this? So I definitely agree that it's shady, not necessarily money laundering, but just some shady stuff that needs to be explained. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Uh, I want this to be reality so badly, (laughs) but I think it's such a conspiracy and so talked about because it's like mattress firm, mattresses, you hide your money in mattresses. There's so many locations, they're hiding money in the mattresses. But once you dive into it and you see the accounting scandals that have gone on, the multiple lawsuits against mattress firm, uh, Tempur-Pedic, not happy with mattress firm. I mean, there's just so many things 
not helping Mattress Firm's case. It's just so odd. The conspiracy of it all as to why there are so many locations in close proximity to each other. Can I just get a job at Mattress Firm? Like, how are these workers, like, just not like, oh yeah, like, Billy Bob, two doors down, just sold a mattress today. And especially if I was a... If I was an employee at one of these mattress firms, and if there's three locations in the same area, your workers who are working commission are going to be a lot more competitive to get the sale, right? Ooh, that's a good point. You got more competition in your area, in your own company, so you're going to work harder to get the sale. Wow. I never thought about that one. You cracked the case. But I don't know. I love this conspiracy. I want to believe it so badly. The background of all these companies are shady, but in the end, I don't believe it. (gasps) I call me disagree. <laughs> and I want to believe it's so bad, but I just can't. There's not enough evidence. It just it kind of it just makes sense that well it doesn't make sense why there's so many locations, but it does make sense as to why the locations are easy to keep open, low overhead. You know, it's not hard to keep the lights on in these buildings when you don't pay your employees, you don't have inventory, and um, it takes very little effort to pay the bills every month. Mm-hmm. So guys, that's all we have for you today about the Mattress Firm Conspiracy. Let us know what you guys think if you buy it, if it's been debunked. Let us know how many Mattress Firms are in your local area. Listen to us for more crime, conspiracies, and more. All on tap. Join us with your favorite cocktails. Yes, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Crime on Tap. And we'll be back with another episode next Monday. We'll see you guys next week. Where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on, on tap. tap. <laughs> <laughs>